Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey there, welcome back to my channel. No, I can't do that. That's bad now. I can't do yeah, that. He's canceled. Can't. He's canceled. Please don't do Oof, that. Okay, no. All right. How's hey it everyone. <laughs> it's me, Trent and Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And welcome back to Cold Pop. Yes. So we have a lot going on. There's so much going on. Slogan. That's our slogan. <laughs> we get it on that is that real. Guys, merch is Marketing, on the way. Merchie, I'm telling you. Merchandise. Okay, it's on the way. But we have a lot going on. Um, I mean, I'm ready to talk about everything. Do you want to kind of share with them really quickly? Yeah, I mean, so we're going to be talking about the Emmys. The Emmy noms just Emmys. came out. Uh, what are some what unfortunate else? deaths that are happening? Uh, Michelle Obama's podcast. Baby, some things are going on over at Miss Ellen's. I told y'all. Y'all okay. were like, y'all weren't listening to me. And then, I mean, we're talking about visitation policies, visitor logs, and all that is going on at the Epstein Island, Ooh, baby. Scandalous. Ooh, child. <laughs> With that, let's go ahead and get into the show. How was your weekend? It was great. So I did this really cool thing. I did this uh, virtual wine tasting. Oh yeah, how did that go? That uh, yeah, you, you should ask because you, you was not there. I was absent. I notified who needed I don't to be even notified. Hear it. Anyway, that I wasn't going to be there. And well, apologize. I, was, I hosted it, so I don't even know what you're talking about. The creator. Either. I got in contact with the creator. Creator of the invite, me. No. Anyway. No, creator of the event. Whatever. Whatever. But that was really cool. So this was a virtual wine tasting. We were actually on a Zoom call mm -hmm. with a sommelier that was in Southern California. Sorry, Northern California. In Sonoma. Yeah. And um, it was a good time. Now, with that being said, we were doing our own pours of the wine. So mm -hmm. we ordered the wine online and the flights came to us. It's very cheap. Shout out to In Good Taste Wines. It was really good. Um, so yes, with that being said, we were doing our own pours of the mm -hmm. wine. Now, I didn't know that it was, that the um, kit could be for two to three people. So you just took it all to yourself. Well, no, that's not what was going on because my old man was there and I was giving, he's not a, he's not a crazy wine drinker. And so he was kind of just doing little <laughs> of that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was doing those and everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> um, and so did that. And then, I mean, yeah, I did have the rest to myself. And so I was maybe doing two, three times to taste just so I so can get... So you were doing like full drinks and not tastes. Baby, the thing was eight flights long. I don't think... Probably at flight three, there was a uh, slow jam serenade. There was a full song. Everybody singing across the country. It was so magical, so beautiful. Cute. Well, yeah. that's good. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad they're all yeah. able to do What about do that. you? So... Um, I am trucking along here, trying That's to keep it. my head above water. That's keep on trucking. All I can say at this point in time. So gotta keep on trucking. Uh, there is a lot going on, and so much going on. That's just that on that. Yeah, I don't have anything else to share. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, I am all about 
getting into TV shows. So I probably, this is not healthy. I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I am probably starting a new show a week. Are you finishing the show? No, because I, I, it's like I auditioned them. That's exactly what it was. I, I did two auditions this week. I had two shows that I auditioned this week. And, and one made they? it and one did not. Um, so what made it... <laughs> was Search Party. Yes, yeah, Search Party made it. Okay, and um, which one didn't so, make it? Uh, I'll get into that, but first, search party. Let me tell you about search party. Okay, baby, that thing is so funny, so smart, done so well. I love it. Um, the only problem is, is that I want there to be more people of color on it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two people that are. One is white presenting. Actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Sorry, I feel like that person is white presenting, and you can go look it up and Who? see for yourself. Her name is Dory. Um, what's but, What's the actress's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, you know, I'm curious. It's really good. It's really good. It's 30 minutes. It was originally on TBS, but I'm actually watching it on HBO Max. It's just, it's a 30 minute kind of like whodunit mystery. And it's, it's very current. It's very current. And that's why I love it. I thought that, that was really good. Aaliyah so, Shawcott. I don't, yep. Aaliyah Shawcott. Honey, she's Dory to Dory me. Seif. She is Dory to she's me. She's an American actress. Oh, what do you mean white presenting? She is white. Okay, she is playing something that I think is a little bit maybe more ethnic in the show, which is would also be another problem. But I don't want to poke holes into this show because I really love it. Moving on, the other show I auditioned was The Affair, which I think is on Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I gave it I gave it a, a episode or two, and I really enjoyed first half of the first episode i think i got locked in i was immediately locked in to dominic northwest i'm sorry that's what's the direction i think um that actor dominic west's character and really enjoyed it and then we kind of flip for those who see the affair it's basically about a man and a woman um who are both married and are um on a are they in the Hamptons? Long Island? They're in some place, Long Island. I don't know. But um, they're on an island for the summer. Maybe like Nantucket, probably. Something like that. And a very wealthy uh, island. And they basically have an affair. And it was good all up until about halfway there when the show at its start kind of flips back immediately to the beginning and tells everything from her point of view. So half of the episode is from his point of view, and then they play out the exact same plot from her point of view. It was done. It was interesting. I just who are the two main actors again? I think it's Dominic West. Let and me just make sure. The affair. The affair. I was stuck on. I was looking at this cast of Search Party. Number one, this is a large cast, and ain't but three black people in this cast. No, no, no. The cla- the cast is really. The cast is really like five people. The main cast is really like five people, and then you oh, get okay. like you get like jots of like people. So like Rosie Perez like comes in and she's part of she's it. She's not. It's, her name is Judy Reyes. It's not Rosie Perez. She no, 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 like no, no. Rosie Perez. Yes, but there is a Rosie Perez. Wait, who are you hold in on. search party? Because that wasn't fucking Rosie Perez. That's not. I looked at it because I thought see. it was hold Rosie on. Perez. No. I, and then I thought it was Debbie Allen, but her name is Judy Reyes. No, I know you lying. 
Yeah, I just was just looking at the cast list because uh, I, I swore be- I thought she looked like Debbie Allen. That to me. better be this <laughs> not Rosie Perez. Oh, because she is getting. Hold on, cause no, she's in here, cause. Yes, she is. Okay, you had me scared for a minute. I was like, "That better be." Ro- I know Rosie Perez. I'm. She's in. Se- she so at? she's in season one. Her uh, character is um, Lorraine something. Oh uh, yeah, because she's not on this list then. Oh, you scared me for two. Oh, you scared me for like just a little bit. But anyway, Search Party was really good. The affair I thought was good. I don't like seeing the same plot play out over me two um, two different points of view. I don't need it. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I'm going to still check out Search Party, but I think, I'm definitely going to pass. I on called Mark. I feel like I called Marcus twice this week and was like, "Have you started watching this show?" Yeah, I don't like being harassed about watching shows. Like, let me get to it. I just finished watching The Last Dance on Netflix. So, oh, that was good too. It was very good, actually. Oh, I know who you were talking about. Judy Reyes. She's so in yo. She, oh yeah, she's in. Okay, so there might be more people of color than I thought. Okay, I, yeah, technically, okay, technically, yes, but the I'm talking about the main cast. There's only one, uh, there's a, there's a black guy, and his name is Julian. He does yeah, it really well that. now, but that's the only thing. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I will get to search party um, here expeditiously. We'll see. <laughs> and let you know my thoughts next week. Okay, all right. What else for you? Is that it? That's it Let's head over into our... Uh, first segment, which is titled Woo Child. Woo Child is our segment where we talk about a lot of things in pop culture that have our heads turning. Yes. So Things that made us say, Woo Child. Um, okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, let's, okay, yes, I'm going to make some things really quick. Because I feel like we're gonna, your thing is gonna just be a lot. Okay, and I mean, I'm gonna try to keep it very succinct and short. No, because I also need to provide my interjections as well. I so <laughs> I okay, no. First off, okay. we got to talk about Miss Ellen. Ooh, child. Life over at the Ellen Show. I told y'all. I said this in a previous podcast. When and y'all act like y'all wasn't listening to me. Well, when I talked about the R.I.P. Ellen hashtag. Yes. And then before that, I said there were some stirrings going on over at the Ellen Show. You did say that. Yeah, I, I sure think, did. Yeah, you did say that. And now look. Um, look. Breaking news. Yes. Yeah, so breaking news, guys. There has been uh, very recent reports of she, sexual abuse and harassment. The show's uh, that, an investigation. Yeah, the show. Not, not Ellen, Ellen. Not Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, Let's show. be very clear. The show. The Ellen show. Um, and it uh, basically we're talking about multiple allegations of sexual harassment and abuse um, by mainly male co-staffers that were in positions varying from production assistants to on producers. A, to producers. Um, and so there's been several people who have came out and said and shared that there have been um, many cases of sexual harassment that have come from the top, from the one of the top executive producers of the show, Ooh, I believe. Lord. Yes. And so what we've basically learned is that didn't Ellen release a statement? So Ellen did release a statement, but I before that, there has been a debate about whether or not that she knew exactly what was going on. Um, and so for some people, some people that have come forward were ba- basically said that after a while, Ellen was basically in a bubble. Like mm-hmm. she didn't know 
what was going on outside of what those top executive producers were basically telling her. Mm-hmm. Um, one one staffer talks about there were basically quotes and saying there were two different shows. There was the show that we all knew, and that the show that the executive producers made us put on for Ellen. So I guess my and you know what I'm not even a question. I can only relate it to me. If I had my own show, you know how I am. I want to be involved from the top to the bottom, to the side to side, all of the above. Well, yeah. Okay. You know, I want to be involved. I want to know what's going on because that's how things like this happen. You know, when you Start- isolate yourself from the rest of your staff like this, what do you expect? Do you well, do you think okay, so this is the other thing. How how isolated do you feel like Ellen is from that show? Let's be let's be perfectly let's be real. I'm not going to. Uh, oh, he's he's trying. Okay, he said I got. I'm a plan. not going to spread no he said, rumors. God has a plan for me, and I'm not effing it up. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to spread no rumors. All I will say is once again, if I had my own show, I would want to be involved from the top to the bottom. I want right. everyone to know who I am. I want to know who everyone is. I want to have rapport, relationships with everyone. I yeah. want everyone to feel like that they'll be able to come to me if there is an issue. I'm, I don't know Steve Harvey mess. Uh, don't enter my dressing room type stuff. Okay, but I'm, none of that. So I, I find it. It's very tough to say that. As the namesake, the moniker of the show right. that you don't yes. know what's going on, that's very yes. tough. But I can't. I, I that's the and that's kind of what she was. That. She talks about in her statement, uh-huh. like that this was my responsibility, and I let people down. Right. That's basically. She's like, I. This happened. Yes, under my watch. She was like, there was a time as the show got larger that, yes, I was not able to be as in the know or she said i did not make myself as in the know about what the inner work did you make yourself available for that is another question but once again if you have someone so the person that has been accused of this is the one of the top executive producers kevin lehman okay and also allegedly allegedly head writer uh, allegedly accused and then head writer of the show um they talk about, I mean, Marcus, some of the stuff that they talk about in this is very messy gay. Oh, really? Yes. Is he gay? Yes. Okay. Um, give yes, me an as exa- I understand. You know, give me the T. Give me an example. <laughs> okay. So a couple of the things. So like, for instance, making it, making verbal point outs at co-staffers uh, bulges like in the front of their pants. Oh, and male co-staffers. Yes, male co-staffers. So saying like what? Like, oh, I see, I see or, what's going on up front. I see that print. Things like that. Not say, you know. Interesting. I'm not saying that that's exactly what he said, but things of that nature. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, there was also alleged allegations of him going around asking male co-staffers, "Are you a top or a bottom?" Oh Jesus, that is a little messy, gay. Okay. There's also an allegation of a um, of a male co-staffer being cornered in a bathroom at a work event by by Lehman and asking for a hand job or a blowjob. Let me Google this man real quick. Yeah, Google him. <laughs> Let me Google this Google man. Google him because I feel this like is too much. 
that that is that's the issue is that yes because you because he is behind the scenes because he's not necessarily you how know, do you spell his uh l e m a n because he's not like because he is behind the scenes he's not at the forefront that I guess they didn't think that this was high profile enough to be taken care of I like I said and I don't want to get into accusing or or whatever but mm-hmm. this is okay yeah. Well, I guess so. Did she uh, have any recourse of action of what she's gonna do, Ellen? No, there or was, the there, show? so there was a or full plan of saying this is what this is what the process is. Okay, um, and it and it did have kind of like steps of what. What's the main takeaway? What's the main step? I mean, I is mean, he fired? Are they firing yes, him? Yes, um, I mean, of course. Okay, and so gone. And I think uh, with him went a couple of others as well that may have been involved or in the know. Sounds about white. So. Um, but no, I think what we're going to see is that, I, I mean, Ellen's going to have to make, she's probably going to be slowing down a little bit. She's been doing a lot and, and not being able to really take this show on and really kind of focus on as she so claims. But I think, I know that this is going to be a main focus for her now. I mean, I just, my final thought is it's your show. Like, why wouldn't you want to be involved in your show? Because you're doing... Let's be real. Ellen's doing a lot of shows right now. She's doing a lot of shit. What a... Uh, okay. That's fair. Let's just be real about that. That's she's doing fair, her Netflix but... thing. She's doing her, um, you know, those like little specials and things that she does. You know what I'm talking about. I can't name them right now, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's, she's doing all of those things. So she's going to have to slow down and kind of get back to it. Yeah. So. Back to basics. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Okay, so this is the other thing, and I didn't know if you was gonna be cool to come out of a bag on me on this, but you know that with the current arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell, who I talked about a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. Oh Jesus! Oh, okay, some documents have been unsealed. Okay. Okay. And the visitation logs are as follows: to Epstein Island. <laughs> yes. I saw the documentary. So. So yeah, Epstein okay. Island. So this is. I okay. mean. These are who. Wait, 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 wait. Is it anybody that I like? Like? I think so. Allah, Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. Is it like anybody that I'm a huge fan no, of, no, or no, just no, like? No. I don't oh, okay, think so. I know who they are. Yeah, you know who they are. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shoof. Okay, continue. Okay. Well, sorry. Okay. I already well, know some. Huh? I feel like I already know some. Who do you know? Well, I know Chris Tucker was alleged to have right. been on yes, there. I know Naomi Campbell has alleged yep. to have been in there. Bill Clinton. Bill. Uh, Prince George, is that yep. his name? So the ones that have popped up are a lot of those. So like okay. Bill Clinton has been on the island. So what is being said is that, you know, because Bill came out and said, no, I've never been on the island. I've been on uh, the... That's a lie! (laughs) He said he had not been on the island, but he had been on the yacht. Or he had been on the plane. One of the two. So where was the plane going? Hello? Hello? To the island. So, exactly. Okay, who else? Um, But Naomi Campbell was also on that as well. Heidi Klum. Ooh, lied! Um, Al Gore. Uh, okay. Ciao. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Marcus Drew still. Boy, don't you dare. So, <laughs> don't you even dare. 
But the, no, that's who I else? mean, yeah. That's so it? no, no, that's... those are, those are the big names. I feel like no, no, yeah, those are the big names as of right now that have been um, included. So Naomi and Heidi shocked me. Yeah, like what? What? Yeah, that makes me worried because like, what if? Alleged, I guess I'm not even gonna like never. Okay, scratch that. I'm not even gonna uh, skepticize. Skepticize. That's not a word, but I'm not going to allege. <laughs> I don't want to add insult to industry. Right. So, um, yes, baby, a lot going on over at Epstein Island. I don't know. We'll see exactly if there if there's more names that come out. Time will definitely tell. And I just I want to see this witness list. Um, if it goes to that. So, oh Jesus, I'm sure there'll be more, uh, definitely more to this story. Then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's talk about your thing. So before we get to the main Wu Child, I just wanted to give a brief, 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 brief Wu Child. Um, condolences to the family of Herman Cain. Uh, yes. He passed away this past week. From the coronavirus. But, yes. Okay. Um, from co- uh, complications to the coronavirus. Uh, I'm reading an article from the Washington Post that says, Calabrese. Who is Calabrese? Uh, Dan Calabrese, editor of Herman's website, said, confirmed the death to the Washington Post and said the cause was of COVID-19. Although it is unclear where Kane, who was 74, contracted the disease, he was among several thousand people, most of whom did not wear masks, who attended a Trump campaign rally in Tulsa mm. on June 20th. Kane, who co-chaired Black Voices for Trump, was photographed maskless and not socially distancing mm. at the event. He was also on social media, on Twitter, tweeting things um, like... It's not this disease is not that serious. Uh, the, was the, it him tweeting? Le- though? Right, we're gonna get to that. Um, there were tweets on his the account talking about how the disease was not that serious, and mm-hmm. the Democrats, the far left, was making this more big than it needed to be, and you know, yeah. rights, reopen America, all of that jazz. And so this is just again, I I'm, I'm not going to condemn him. I'm just going to clearly say is that once again. This is serious. Please take it serious as so. Um, Now, what's really kind of creepy is that someone has been tweeting for him Mm -hmm. because he's had tweets literally the day that it was announced that he was dead. There were like current tweets from that same day. Yeah. And like going back a week, like consistent tweeting for the past week. So, but you know what? This is what I think. Herman wasn't tweeting on his deathbed. Right. I, that's what I think. I don't think that that was happening. I'm sure he had somebody run this for him. Right. And they were like, go do business as usual, put up a united front to kind of keep him. But it makes you the- wonder, like, in the, those last couple of weeks, I wonder if his thoughts changed and what so what was being put out on his Twitter right, exactly. and That's what he what really I think. thought was that yeah, still in line. He had a change of heart. No, I, I totally get that and understand that because it's just mm, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. But also a little creepy. Certainly. Yeah. So yeah. woo child to that. Yeah. Now we can't wait. Before if we're gonna do Herman Cain, I definitely have to do a quick moment of silence for 
um, Congressman John Lewis. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. We can do that. So, I th- you know, we have to make sure that we pay homage and tribute to civil rights legend, Mr. John Lewis, um, who uh, recently passed away at the age of 80 um, after, a, a, I think, a six-month battle with pancreatic cancer. Yeah, something like um, that. So, you know, President Obama did the eulogy. Um, yes. Enjoy. Um, there were a couple stars. I, be, I believe Jennifer Holliday may have sang... Um, at the funeral, I didn't watch the funeral. Yeah, I think so. I think Jennifer Holiday did sing um, at the funeral, but um, we definitely have to make sure that we pay homage because he has done so much for our race and our community. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the civil rights movement, uh, back in Selma, marched at Selma, and a number of other freedom fighting events that happened throughout history, and so much uh, prayers and best wishes to his family. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, to round out this Wu Child segment, let's get into the weeds here really quickly. Okay. The 2020 Emmy nominations were released this past week. A lot of really, really big things happened. Yeah. A lot of major snubs happened. And a very weird argument that's come out of the Emmy nominations that's mm-hmm. pitting, I guess, Latinos against black people. Come on. So let's talk about it real quick. Yeah. First off, um, leading the pack, HBO broke Netflix's record for the most Emmy nominations. Um, the Watchmen garnered the most yes. nominations. As it sh- it's certainly an should amazing have. series. Certainly should have. See, when you go black, you don't go back, honey. <laughs> when HBO's did yeah. these black shows out here, and look now, baby, look now. Uh, so just to do a little quick rundown, Regina King was nominated for Outstanding Actress, Outstanding Lead Actress in yeah. a Drama Series. Um, Zendaya was nominated. Two uh, nominees. I, excuse me. Regina King was nominated for Outstanding in a Limited Series. Limited Series, yes. Zendaya was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. Yeah. Um, other people like Sterling K. Brown, uh, Billy Porter. Yeah. Uh, Yaya, um, he was nominated. My my man, we know who he is. <laughs> who just hey, don't Yaya. know. Hey Yaya, hey. um, yeah. So black people had an amazing showing. Oh, Issa Rae, insecure. I was just going to say insecure. Issa Rae nominated a bunch of no- and Yvonne Orji. Yes, and and the show in general the nominated. They've all the been nominated. So me. good for all of them. I think one of the biggest things that did kind of come at me. A little awkward was the exemption of Pose. Mm. So now Pose was nominated for Emmys, but just take a look at these categories and then let's do a little brief talk. So the Emmy Emmy nominations for Pose included Outstanding Period Costumes, Outstanding Period and or Character Hairstyling, Outstanding Period and or Character Makeup, Outstanding prosthetic makeup for a series, limited series, movie, or special. And then, of course, Billy Porter was nominated as Outstanding Lead Actor in a series. But what's confusing is, is why weren't any of the girls nominated? Hmm. And the reason why why it's so head-turning is so you can nominate the makeup they were wearing. You can nominate the hairstyles they were wearing. You can nominate the clothes they were wearing. But you can't nominate them, but not the actor. How does that work? To me, that's just like you can nominate someone for best director for but not best picture. 
Ooh, y'all not gonna y'all not about to like me. And that's why I'm that's why I'm goading you because I already know what you're about to say. <laughs> so my opinion, Ooh. I personally think Angelica Cross should have been nominated for her Angelica candy Ross. episode. Angelica Cross. Ross. It's Angelica Ross, excuse me. My apologies. Um she should have been nominated and MJ should have been nominated. Um what do you think, Trent? And I see, I feel like you do this because you already know how I feel. And so you try to make these situations where I'm always, for some reason, I'm edited on this show to seem like I am forever coming down on the black woman. Not Um, at all. I just want to know what your thoughts are. And so does the audience. my, My answer to your question, how can you nominate all of these things, is because they were truly exceptional. But for me... The acting on Pose is not truly exceptional. So, I will say this. There are some rough spots that they are continually ironing out. Some people are better than others. I agree. I totally agree with that. But again, like I said, I definitely think Angelica and MJ gave really great performances in season two. They should have been nominated. Okay. Okay. I don't and know you don't if think I. That. I don't know if I. I'm sorry. What was the word that you used? You said they gave what performances? Really good performances. Really great performances. Okay. I would. I would say really good performances or good. I would basically say good performances. I don't feel um, the same way that you do. I. I um. Hmm. I. So I don't know how to kind of like put it into words, but like when I watch. When I think of like really good acting, it's those scenes that are kind of like burned and etched in the back of my mind. They just kind of like stay there as, you know, just like examples of like really good acting or things that I've seen. Um, And I don't have much of a catalog for the show Pose. I love watching the show. I love watching the show, but I don't think that I watch the show for its great acting. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I'd have to negate that. I, I don't agree with that. I think, again, like I said, I think the episode where Candy was murdered, I think she... I think it was a sad episode. I thought it was... It was, was a, a very sad episode. I thought episode. it was sad. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was very poignant, the way that it was written. I don't think that the acting was amazing. Mm, I disagree with that. I think Angelica okay. did a really good job. And I think MJ has done a really good job of helping carry this. I think her and Billy have been the ones carrying the seasons, which is fine. They're the lead characters. You know, that's how it should be. Is there anything that you feel like, like, are there like certain scenes or like certain dialogue that really, I mean, kind of just stands out to you? I think the scene where they were in the kitchen and it was Damien, the character, I I don't know the actor's name. And then Ryan. MJ and, and Billy, okay. and they were all having a conversation about Dylan's character, and that whole argument broke out. I thought that was a really good scene. That what, MJ, who, Ricky, yeah, okay, yeah, I thought that was a really good scene. So, like, talk to me about like all of them. So MJ just brought it in that scene. I think she held her own in that, and then I think the other scene was when uh, was it season two when she found out that she had HIV or season one. 
there 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 was another scene in season two where she was dealing with the HIV and like wanting to tell her kids and stuff like that, tell the people in the, the kids in the house because she didn't tell them until season two. I thought that that was a really good scene as well. Okay, well I don't yeah when to me when I think about really good acting, it's just I can I can kind of I can almost give you dialogue of those and really just like because it it just really stretched and had that visceral reaction for me, and I just don't think that that's happening at Pose. Well, that's the good thing about acting is that acting is all about perspective. So just because one True. person doesn't like it doesn't mean that someone else won't, you know? I didn't say I didn't like it. I thought it was good. Okay. Truly exceptional, it was not. And so you think Billy's Emmy was war- Emmy nomination was warranted? Yeah. Considering that he won last year? I feel like, to me, yes, because I feel like they pull at all of Billy's talents. And he is a phenomenal actor. He's a phenomenal singer. And I think they just, yeah, they really kind of go. You know what? This is what I think. This is what I think. I think that Billy is so locked into New York Ballroom. Um, from like being a Broadway actor all of these years. That he he just... He, what did Electra say? She was like, I am ballroom um, on Legendary. I think, I can't remember, but um, Dominique. he is. But he, all of he, those girls came from ballroom. Yeah, I'm just saying, I don't, for me, something about him just totally encompasses um, the show. And when I think about the show, I see his face. And see, that's interesting because to me, the show is not about him. No, and I don't think it is either. So. I think it's about uh, Ryan Jamal Swain's character. I think it's about Damon. I think it's about MJ. Who the fuck knows? It's a damn game show. Okay. Interesting. Uh, okay, well, let's... Yeah. There's room for everybody. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry that we didn't have uh, more nominations for Angelica and MJ. Maybe next year. Uh, the only other thing I had about the Emmys was... John Leguizamo tweeted a controversial thing. He had this tweet that said, why can't Latinx have a piece of the pie? We're the largest ethnic group in America and missing as if we don't exist. And he retweeted this LA Times article that said, Emmy 2020, black nominees gain ground, Latino representation still abysmal. Why do we always have to be competed against each other? Like, I don't understand. Why can't... You know, diversity just be diversity, and I a lot. There's a lot of arguments online talking about how you know um, Latinos were upset because you know like all the black people got stuff, so why can't we you know get stuff? And then a lot of the black people were talking about how you know why is it that whenever we get something, you know, everybody else tries to you know come down on the black community because you know we're over here trying to strive and lift everybody up as well and you know and so now there's this kind of combatment going on online between the black community and the latin which i do hate to see because it's just it's not what we need right now and i feel like that that is a battle that um has been just going on way 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 too long um and depending on who you ask who's on the right side of history who's on the wrong and um it's very, it's, it's definitely an interesting dialogue. And, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of dialogue and conversations happening online. I just think the one thing that everyone should keep in mind is that, you know, for minorities, 
just because you know one subset is getting some recognition doesn't mean that the other subset is getting left behind you know i think we need to learn how to continue to lift up everyone yeah. who is a minority i agree with that you know until everyone can have a piece of the pie but sometimes it may take a certain community to like pierce that barrier first yeah you know and i think I think one of the one of the big do you arguments. Think that, do you think that there does seem that there is some type of maybe um, some type of frustration that there that it, the the way that it's been considering the you know, the the past few years that there is some um, there is some outweighing of cause and issue between between Black and Latinx people. I mean, I'm sure there is, but. And it, it, it's the tale as old as time. It's this narrative that society puts on minorities that, oh, well, if one group is shining, then the other group can't shine. Just like, in, take example for music. Oh, if there's already one top black girl, there's not going to be another. Yeah. yeah. While you have 10 white singers out here yeah. doing the exact same thing. You know, and so it's this, this, it's this narrative that only one person can shine at a time. And I wish we would stop that. No. I think... The biggest thing is just that I think this goes back to why so many people gave Gina Rodriguez so much flack. Yeah. Is because, you know, every time someone brought up a black issue, but what about the Latinos? Well, it's like, we do you also feel we as get it. Like, that I, we understand. Do you feel like the black, the black and Latinx population, population are kind of, to me, this seems, and you can agree or disagree. But it's kind of like that, like, on again, off again situation. Like, when we're together, we're together. And when we ain't, we ain't. Absolutely. <laughs> and right like, now, apparently, we are not. I think in this one part of the industry, we are not together. Right. But I think, you know, because there is such a focus on pop culture and things that are happening, this could have, this ha- could have the potential to be a greater divide than that. What I am more concerned about with is how do we switch the conversation to, you know, if one feels, if one community feel like the other is outweighing the cause, it was like, how do we bring you in right. into this? Okay, Agreed. then. Agreed. How can we bring you into this now? All right, so what do we want to say and what does what do we want that messaging to be? Or how can we help support what it is that you're trying to grow? And I think at its stem, it's getting rid of whataboutism. What about ism is very mm. rampant, you know, and it's like, well, because someone has a well, what about this? But what about this? You know, and I wish that we would stop that. Um, I think the only other thing I would say is I learned something new. Uh, so I've done, you know, what read a, a Twitter is the place to go if you want to hear comments and dialogue and to be educated by people who are in a specific community. So apparently Latinx refers to anyone who is in the Latin community and is um, non-gender conforming. And then, because I've, I was reading a lot of people who were saying, oh, I don't use Latinx term. I'm a Latino. 
which is male, and or someone would say, I'm a Latina, which is female. Mm-hmm. And then you had a lot of people correcting and saying, well, we use Latinx, as who were in the Latin, as a, a general term to encompass so that no yeah. one feels left out. Yeah, that's and what there I was, do. There was arguments within that subsection about, well, I Latinx is not a thing, or, okay, and then me. about Afro-Latinos and Afro-Latinas yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's much bigger than that, but I think, again, you know, as a whole... It is what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anywho, that's all for the Emmys 2020. Uh, the, I think the Emmys are in September. Child, I won't be watching. October. I will watch. I mean, I'll be very intrigued to see. because, And the reason why I say this, BET did a good job with an online award show. I will be very intrigued to see how the MTV Awards pulls this off. I will off. not be watching the Emmys virtual. I will and not. I'm sorry. I will also be interested to see how the Emmys pulls it's this off. It's not going to be funny. I will if I will watch the funny parts on YouTube. That's how I usually do. I watch your performances on YouTube. And acceptance speeches. Right. Because I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I watch the Golden Globes. The Golden I watch Globes the Oscars. Again. I don't watch the Emmys. All right, well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will get into our spill segment. Yes. So we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. Hello. So for this week in spill, I want to talk a little bit about the life of a transplant. Oh, you know, I know all about this. Yeah. And so what does it mean to um what does it mean and you nod your head yes the Justin Bieber song no no it's what do you mean what do you mean I'm sorry you do know that song I don't okay anyways but anyway so life of a transplant or perks of being a transplant just doing a lot of movie titles perks of wallflower yeah so Let's talk a little bit about transplant life. I feel like that's something that you and I both can relate to. And basically what it means is to go to another city or town and make that place Everybody home. Everybody knows what a transplant Maybe is. they don't. Not to give the definition. They don't. I just wanted to be clear. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about it. So uh, give us your history. You were born You were born and raised in Bowling Green. I was not. <laughs> okay, guys. Let's... I was not. Let's do it. So I he was, likes to change it up. Was no changing. It's fact. I was born in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, lived across Tennessee through kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I think in th- third grade we moved to Russellville, Kentucky, Bowling Green, and then I lived in Russellville for third grade fourth grade and then moved to bowling green for sixth grade okay and then finished up my high school career my school career i I still thought you were gonna be like seventh grade eighth grade no i was gonna be then finished up my schooling in bowling green so i was and then you left been around tennessee and then pretty much spent the the uh teen years of my life in bowling green sure then i left bowling green and moved to montana then i moved to florida then I moved to California, and now here I am here in Chicago. So Boom. I've lived. I've been all over the country. <laughs> yeah, you're I've right. Lived, honey. Yeah, you're right. So just because you've been to Harrisburg, you've been all Florida, over the country, and, Chicago, and the girl, country's been all over you, as well, from what I hear. Um, yeah. So anyway, no lies detected. Anyway, 
Um, I no, I I've not done all of that. No, no I no. Um, am from Kentucky and then moved to Florida and then moved to Chicago, and I've been in Chicago for a long time now. Yeah, but there are certain things that you have to kind of come that come along with being new to a town. Um, the so, new girl in town. How, oh I've got a song for everything. Girl. The new girl. How town. easy was it for you to move? Not easy at all. Especially the first. It gets easier the more you do it. Yeah. But the first couple of times were were very triggering. Were very traumatic because, especially when I moved to Montana, like I literally picked up my entire life, didn't know anyone there, yeah. and moved to this new place because I had a dream. I still have a dream, you know. And you, my I learned dream. a lot of things that you know, that you should do and a lot of things that you should not do when you move into a new town. What are some of those things? Well, I mean, just about, you know, how to find places to go, how mm-hmm. to find things to do, how to get involved in that community that you're now a part of. Yeah. You know, the one thing I learned not to do was force friendships. You can't force friendships in these new places. You know, you have to let them happen naturally. And I struggled with that for a few years because yeah. my in Montana, you know, I was lucky enough to get... um have co-workers who became friends mm-hmm. and are still friends to this day but when i moved to florida uh-uh, i didn't have any friends i spent a whole year there with like no friends and it was it was tough yeah it was very very tough because i didn't work at the news station directly i, I worked in a satellite office because i was a oh, field wow. reporter and so i never necessarily got to go to the station so i didn't meet really anyone people like your age would have been right yeah right you know and so i was by myself a lot there were a couple of people in florida that i did get to hang out with so your friends in florida like no there were a couple of people in florida one of them he's actually the meteorologist for fox news yeah i know on a national scale on the national level okay um he's one of the meteorologists so he's pretty cool and then there's another girl she it's a black girl i don't think she she was in news but i don't think she's in news anymore Um, I think she chose to leave. But yeah, I mean, it was very, very tough for me. And so Florida was tough. I think California is where I really came into my own. <laughs> oh, we know, sweetheart. Because now I got to find yeah. You came into own. your own and everyone... Never mind. I'm not even Yeah, why there. are you being so derogatory? I'm not. And I'm not. Because yeah. I, I support That's women. That's nasty. I support women. That's nasty. Come your on. Your makeup is nasty. <laughs> no. Okay. But this is true. I think... Yes, there are some of the things that I struggled with, but I didn't have as many struggles because I had a lot of built-in friends. You had people who traveled with you, basically. So when I went to Florida, yes, I did travel with one other friend, and we Wouldn't went. Were there down like a, a couple friends there? It was me and yeah, me and my friend Nadine. Shout out to Nadine. Hey, hey Nadine. Um, so that was easy. So that it made things a lot easier, and we were able to kind of build our network and expand our network right. that way because we had two people working as one. Um, and then when I moved to Chicago. Once again, very easy because not that I knew anyone here, because I really didn't. I knew Jocelyn, who was here for just a little bit once I moved here. But yeah, I really had like a. Um, and Jocelyn helped me get connected to people. Shout out to. Hey, Jocelyn. Hey, Joss. Um, <laughs> but I had a built in network of friends because of my job. We all lived where we worked. I was working in like housing at that time. So it was like super crazy and we were all together all the time. And so I had kind of like a built in group of friends and that always makes being a transplant so much easier because you have built in city guides to kind of help you learn ins and outs. Right. You know, what's funny, like Chicago was the first place I moved where I knew people. Yeah. And look, (laughs) 
and look what I did for you. Miserable. No, I, I showed you to the right people. Completely miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look what you did. Look what you did. Oh, gosh. Okay. Don't do that. Don't I do have that. had some of my toughest times of my life <laughs> here in Chicago. Absolutely But miserable. also some of the best. Yes. I would hope. Yes. I would hope. Do you have more fun here than you did in San Francisco? Ah, uh, that's debatable. I think so. I think it's about the same. Oh, I've got no. some really, really good friends from California. I know you do, but you and have, I love them dearly. But you know we. You know, uh, you've known me much longer. I have known you much longer, yes. but again, I've built some really strong relationships with some of the girls out in okay. California. Not as strong as mine. So <laughs> not as strong as our relationship. <laughs> yes or no. Uh, Y'all here? Yes. You, we've known each other too long, so I mean, that's whatever. No, different. but like I said, it definitely thinks it makes things much easier. It does. And so it absolutely. What does. now? What? Um, speaking of easier, do you think it would be easier to be a transplant when you are younger or when you are older? When you're younger, by far. Okay, hear me out though. Hear me out because this was difficult for me. Once I moved to a new city, and I was working on a grad student salary. I did not have as many resources to go out and experience the town and do as much as I wanted to, especially living in Boca Raton. Oh, don't use like, that tone. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, it's a $50 limit to swipe, swipe your card. That's the minimum to swipe your card. And, you know, at a club, and you also... Um, then carry that, cash. That, that's more like South Beach, to be honest. That's probably... Right. That's more like South Beach. It's $50 minimum to swipe your card. And that, that $50 is going to get you two glasses of water and, and, a, uh, and two straws. <laughs> but it's... Um, I, I don't know. Being older, you have more resources to do a lot more things. And... Yes, older people are more so into their like lives and their own world. They got kids and things like that, but they also have a better sense of self. So, and that's exactly why I think it's easier to hop around where you're young because I think part of finding yourself is exploring and mm. adventuring and going out yeah. there and learning new cultures and learning that there's much more That's outside true. of your small town. You have much more flexibility when you're a child, so you're when you're younger. So you're able to pick up and move at the drop of a That's hat. That's true. And go to different places. And I think, eat crazy. Yeah. And eat, eat crazy, drink crazy, go and do whatever you need because that's part of finding yourself. Like I said, I literally came into my own when I moved to California. You know, it was, I was in my, what, 24, 25 when I yeah. moved there and like was there until 27, 28. And <laughs> I, that was the time, like that, that period of time. I was able to do whatever the hell I wanted. I was making good money. Decent. Well, I won't say good money. It was California. Good I was, money. I was rich broke. Um, I, I made solid money, not good money. But, you know, I was able to just do all of these things and not have a care in the world. And as opposed to now, like, I stress about having to move again. Because I know it's going to happen at some point. And it's like, oh, yeah. God, do I... Uh, you know, moving becomes just so... It's much more lot. tiring when you the it's older you get because you accumulate more things. Yes, you start thinking about where you want to set down roots, where you want to actually like build a family and build your life and stuff. Yep. And you don't have those concerns when you're younger because it's just all about the next job, the next club, the next bar, the next <laughs> hotel. You know, next you want to get here. 
and Sleep. there. Yeah. Club. Next club. So I definitely think Us. it's much easier. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's much easier younger and harder. And then it's I easier to make that. friends when you're young. I agree. Because when you're older, everyone's got their for like we've got everyone's a group got of friends. Group. But we uh, we are always taking applications. Okay, that sounds very pretentious. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna say taking applications. That's we're always we, meeting new we, people. We are taking applications, yeah. But like when you're younger, you know, you're in these situations where you kind of just meet people naturally. And now, like in our thirties, you kind of have to go out of your way. It's like, okay, well, bitch, I'm not going out tonight. I'm staying inside. Yeah. You know, and then when you I do guess. go out, people are already in their groups and it's a little bit more difficult to meet. See, people. I'm an infiltrate. I think I'll infiltrate a group out quick. Y'all you will, look. but that doesn't mean that they like you. No, they're gonna love me. Mm. Um, You're but love me. <laughs> okay, so if you had to pick, this is the last question to round this out. What new city or area would you move to? I'd probably go back to California. No, new, new. You can't go back. Oh, uh. I know it because it would be I, yeah. So the one thing you should know about, you already know this, but the audience, I don't know. I am a big city kid. I come from a mm-hmm. very small town. I've li- That's all I've known are small towns. I've never really, really lived in a big city until I moved to San Francisco. Yeah. And I instantly fell in love with it. I just knew right off of the bat. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a city kid. I'm, I'm a city person. So it would, as crazy as it sounds, it would either be New York or I would move to somewhere like uh, California. So I mean, so like if we're Los going Angeles. anywhere new, yeah, I would move to I would move Los to Angeles. LA. Yeah. Uh, I would move okay. To LA. Okay. But yeah, I'm a big city. I just this just I yeah. What about I, you? For me, right now, if it had to be like a new place. Because I feel like yeah, if I had to move like right now at this age, where I would go. It's probably Houston. See, I thought about Texas, but Texas is such a shit show right now. It is. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But I'm done. I, I know I would have a, a blast. We know a lot of people in Texas, so like, yeah. I would. I, I would think about. I would think, I think about I, like I, Houston I or be, Austin. I think. I, and Austin is cool too. But I think I, if I had to move right now, it would be Houston. And then if I was older, um, like retirement. I think I would maybe go to like the East Coast and like I was just getting ready like to say I would do DC. I would also move to DC. Oh gosh, that's so expensive. I mean, it's no different than New York or it's LA. Just a lot of money. I would move to DC as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. So I mean, well, that's life of a transplant. What advice would you I give think, a new transplant? Somebody mm, who's that's a, a good transplant? question. What I would say to someone who was wanting to be a transplant is to go now you'll never save enough money you'll never get to that place i'm shaking my that head, you yes. want to be at like go now Just because go. if you are waiting to be at a certain you'll be position or you will wait forever and like just do it that's i think for me not necessarily knowing my full path before i left kentucky was a little shaky hell i still don't know my full bag <laughs> was a little shaky but i got i felt i got it together and like i think that that was big because had i not left at that time i'm not sure what it what what it would have looked like or what it would have meant uh no i agree i i think that um 
I, I agree with Trent. Go now. Like, just do it. It is scary. It is terrifying. But just do it. Um, you will figure it out. You will have success. But you'll never know until you do it. So that's all I got to say. Yeah. All right. We will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Stay tuned. Ike. <laughs> like t- I was going to say like Tina like, did Ike, like, but I was like, that's not right. That's uh, Shea Coulee said that. Yeah, that's a, that's theft. Shout out to Shea Coulee. Are we going to even talk about Miss Shea Coulee? Are you even going to bring her up, Marcus? Well, we're recording, so I guess like, we are Are you even going to talk about the amazingness that was All-Stars 5 winner? Yes. Chicago's first winner, Miss Shea Coulee? Congrat. First of all, we're back. And congratulations, Shea Kool-Aid. She did that. Yes. I'm very excited for her. I've been watching Baby. Uh, some more color. Get some more color up in that Hall of Fame. Certainly. Uh, I need to go yeah. get that Shea Kool-Aid. Um, Kool-Ale? Kool-Aid? Yes. Or Kool-Ale. 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 Yeah, Kool-Ale. that's what it is. From Goose Island Breweries. If you're in Chicago, go support Shea Kool-Aid. She has her own. Um, she has her own. What's it called? It's not brand, but it's strain. Uh, no, yeah. that's marijuana. I mean, she has her own brew. She has yeah. her own brew at Goose Island. There yes. we go. Thanks, Gerald. And she also um, Gerald's our producer. Shout out to Gerald. Gerald. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, welcome back. Uh, we're gonna get into our last segment that we like to call Fizz or Flat, where yep. we highlight the top things of the week, and if we like them, we give them a fizz, and the bottom things of the week, and if we don't like them. We give him a flat. Yeah. So what do you have up first? Ladies first. <laughs> Thank you. You're such a gentleman. Uh, the very first thing that we have up is Michelle Obama's podcast premiered yes. this Wednesday. Um, so congrats to the first former congrats, first lady. Congrats. Forever my first lady. Um, have you listened to it? I did listen to it. Michelle's first guest on her show was none other than former President Barack Obama. You know what's so interesting? It's so fun to see how comfortable he is around her. Yes. Because he was like that cutting her off. That is the first thing. I was like, oh, so Barack got comfortable. comfortable. Barack's voice was different. Yes. I was like. Yes. And she, sa- and she said it at the beginning. She was like, if you don't recognize that voice, that is my husband. <laughs> yes. Um, Barack is comfortable. Yes. Comfortable. He is. <laughs> baby. Because he got on there talking. Yeah. At the and very beginning. And he a little bit. They were doing... When she was like, this Negro, and I was like, yeah. oh, wait. I said, oh, I said okay, y'all, we, we but going. But I love it. So I take back everything that I, I said. I told you you were going to need to listen um, to it Because first. I went back. Because if you remember when we first talked about this, last I was week. not, it was not last it week. It was last down. week. It was not. Uh, but it was it was a couple weeks before. But um, we talked about this, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a little stiff. I think it's going to be a little stiff. I, see, like, I knew they were going to come with So the this hit. one, this very first episode was good. I it enjoyed it. Informing. Um, I think what I like about this is that, yes, this is great for me, but I can also listen to my um, my mom listening to this, my brothers, sisters. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a, a range of ages can listen to this. And it was just very nice because I feel like it kind of reaffirmed a lot of the work that I do. Yeah. So it was really cool. It'll be very interesting to see. I definitely want to see this progress with the other guests because I think it'll be, it's very easy to be like, oh, 
with Barack on here, that's the standard because I, they have such great chemistry that of course yeah. it's going to be good. Now I just want to see that translate with the other guests as well. I'm sure with her brother and her mother and stuff like that, it'll be fine. But I noticed, I think Conan O'Brien is on an episode. Have you not listened to the trailer? No. Oh, there's a podcast trailer that like highlights a bunch of the guests. Okay. Um, I want to hear the one with her brother because that one sounds like it's going to be really funny. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. The topics were very relevant. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be listening. I've subscribed. I subscribed. Um, it's exclusively on, on Spotify, Spotify, which I was like, oh, right. I was looking for it on iTunes okay. and I was like, oh, it's not on iTunes. So I'm so. definitely going to give this a fizz. Okay. Shout out. I'll give it a fizz as well. Nice. Um, the one thing I had was shout out to Netflix bringing, we literally just talked about this last week. So I think somebody was listening to our podcast. Yeah. Um, they're bringing all the black sitcoms. I'm definitely going to go ahead and just have a conversation with, um, what is her name? She was just recently listed as like chief diversity officer of Netflix. I have to, let me go pull her name really quick. I follow her on Instagram. She's oh, okay. so badass. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, but shout out to them, and they're bringing all the black sitcoms to Netflix over the course of August, September, and October, and it's the likes of Moesha, The Parkers, One on One, Half and Half, uh, and what else? There was one um, more. Oh, I've got the list. The oh, game. Yes, the seasons one and three, one through three only. Somebody said it's best though. Somebody said, "Oh yeah, they only picked the good seasons." Of Speaking the game. of, wait, quick. Aside. Oh, sister, sister. That's the other. Oh one. yeah, I'm so excited about sister, sister. Quick aside, did you know Drew Sedora from the game is going to be on the new season of Housewives? Yeah, well, it's alleged. It's not. They, no, they're is saying it factual. Actual. They're factual? saying it now. Now that they're talking about that, Nene's contract is still in the still under negotiation. But I thought she would be replacing Eva. Uh, no, I don't I know. I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm, but I'm just saying with Nini's um, contract still at hand, they might have some extra money to throw in some well, throw in some people. Just like um, everyone said. The person at, um, I was talking about at Netflix, is their chief marketing officer. Jasmine. Sorry. No, her name is Bozoma St. John. Oh, okay. So, and oh. her uh, Instagram handle is Badass Boz. Okay. So B O Z. Love it, love it. All I will say is that this is a huge fizz because anyone who knows me knows that one of my favorite shows is The Parkers. Yeah. Like we know. Love, love, love The Parkers. And so I will most certainly be watching that. And I've been desperately waiting for someone to put the sister sister episodes back up. Yeah. I will absolutely be watching that. No, I'm really excited for it too. And um, it couldn't come at a better time. Right. So well, we big ups to that. House. So big fist to that. Yes. Uh, for me, what's next is uh, Miss Marseille Martin. Yes, Quibi. The yes. Tiny Doc the Show. Black a- uh, the Black... <laughs> black Ash. The Black Ash. No. It is going to be a Black Ash show. It is going to be a Black Ash show. With I love Marseille it. Helming. But the Blackish star, that's what I was trying to say, um, and, is going to uh, have... What was the movie? Um, Little. Little. Yeah, um, also star of Little is going to have her own talk show on Quibi. Um, it's going to be entitled The Tiny Talk Show, uh, but she as well as her parents have been listed as executive producers of as it. As she so, should. So own very it. excited. Hey. Own it all, baby. Own it all. She is a boss. And I so give that fits. a fizz. This is a definite fizz for me. Last up, I have um, G Herbo. G Herbo? G Herbo. G Herbo. Um, I'm sorry, I don't. I know who he is, but I don't know what. 
I don't know who he is, but what I, I think he's doing something really cool. And so that's what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, but G Herbo um, announces the Swerving Through Stress Initiative. Uh, so he's Chicago born and raised, but he is a rapper and he basically is creating this initiative where basically where kids get free therapy. Oh, um, okay. So a really cool thing. So his his um, his album is entitled PTSD, where he talks about oh, his issues. Yes. So yes, yes, he talks about some of his issues and some of the trauma that he's experienced. But this is now going to be serving through stress. Is going to be helping youth navigate mental wellness and what that means. Nice. So um, and especially for those who have trauma, I think right now they're at the total. Of, they are putting a hundred and fifty kids through therapy. When is this? When is this supposed to start? I think it's currently going. Oh, it's on. going. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Um, and so I think that that's really cool. And um, there will be a. Um, I think they're going to do like a week, uh, a free like. I think of like a free like week long or 12 week therapy sessions for black youth mm-hmm. um, from ages 18 to 25. So, yeah, I nice. was like, this is solely dope. It's exactly what we need mental to health kind of help important. to help break down those stigmas of mental illness. And yes. just, you know, I feel like when we talk about traumatics, like post-traumatic stress and things that have happened and what children have experienced traumas, you are not getting a lot of people who are wanting to help kids process that and kind of um hell some of the, most adults can't process no it very true accurately. very true um and so this is great and this is the kind of work that we need and it's coming from the right people so like people in rap who are helping break down those stigmas good so huge fizz then yeah yeah Fizz for me too this might be the first time we've giving everything a fizz i don't know or maybe yeah Maybe I don't. I'm sure. Maybe not. But it's been a while. We did it here on episode ten, season three. Noted. All right. Cool. Well. All right. So, what are your final takeaways, Marcus? Um. Again, mental health is extremely important. Therapy, if you can access it, if you can get it for free, if it's covered by your insurance, please utilize it, especially during the time that we are in right now. There's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of things happening. It can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. It can be anxiety-inducing. Trust me, I know. Um, so please, just take care of yourselves. Keep your head above water. And Keep if you have to... Head above water. Even if you have to do it day by day, week by week, or month by month, whatever the breakdown is for you, great. Just please, please take care of yourself. So that's what I have. Scratching and surviving good times. Hanging in a chair. Good times. Ain't we lucky we got What is your takeaway? Good times. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sorry I had to finish that out. You have to. For the ancestors. My takeaway is this. What is done in the dark will eventually come to the light. So all of those people who thought that they were scot-free and wasn't going to be named because the envelopes were sealed and that, you know, Jeffrey Epstein is, is dead. Boo. Gotcha. And those names are going to start coming out and coming out. We got the first draft this past week and I don't think it's going to stop. 
All of those people over there at the executive producer at Ellen's show who thought they were being cute and wanted to be messy. Boom, you see where it got you. And I don't think that it's going to stop just with the letting go of, of um, Kevin Lehman either. It's so funny because when you start your final thought, it's like it's like um, it's like a toss up. I had no idea where you were going with that when you first started. Listen, and I was like, "Huh? What did we talk about? Back home. Being done in the dark brought to light. What did yeah, we talk about where this I was episode? Going, but see, I brought a message. It's always a toss up. I brought with a you. message you to you. Worry me, but that's no. very you brought you brought it back, honey. You brought it back. I always bring it back. Not always. Back, Remember that one time hey, you gave bring it, it back? Bring it back. You gave. Hey. You were like. I don't know. What I'm Name the episode. Name the episode. Don't make me put the okay, clip in. Okay, you can't. I'll embarrass you again. Girl, don't make me do put it. The clip do in. it. Do it. Okay, Chloe and Hallie. Um. All right. Oh, can we? Oh, yes. Really yes, quick. Yes. Shout yes. out before I go. Yes. Let me I've not been to leave. the chapel, the Abbey. Let me not. I've leave. been down those steps. Okay, honey. We so, all know. Like we said, you've been all around the world. Can you agree with me finally that, that like? They're been around great the world, performers. Yes. You've been around they're the world. They're great live performers. They're great performers and they're great um, conceptualists as They've well. They've been through uh, Ivy Park Boot Camp. Okay, yeah. They've been through boot no, camp. No, they're great. But it doesn't always feel like a Beyonce show, though. That It's definitely set it. It sets apart on Good, its own. as it should. Yeah, as and I should. like that. Yeah. So, But they definitely are starting to catch eyes. Yeah, no, it was good. I so. really enjoy what we're talking about is Chloe and Halle's uh, the Glad Awards, Glad Awards performance. performance, in which they tribute, uh, they did a tribute to the Spice Girls, which was and, very cute, incorporated um, some popular drag queens as the remaining members. And Poor so, Naomi, yeah, so, <laughs> she can't dance. So Chloe was scary, Halle was posh, um, Naomi, Naomi was, was ginger, ginger, Mayhem was baby, and yep. Angie was sporty. Yeah, so it was really cool. I just wanted to do a shout out. Check that out on yeah, YouTube it was if really you can. Good. I think I saw it on Twitter, but check it out. Okay, uh, where can they find us? You can find me um, on IG. You can find us on IG at Cold Pop Show um, and on uh, and as well as YouTube and then on a uh, Facebook at Cold Pop Podcast. And you can follow us, subscribe, like, and share our podcast on all podcast platforms Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Boom Boom Bam. Where can they find your personal? information you can find me on ig at trenton rashad and on twitter at trenton rd and you can find me at marcus drew Steele with an e on the end on all social media all right guys well that's going to do it for us until next time take Bye. care of yourself and each other oh, oh you're doing who a sign off that? now who does that we're doing tag no that's somebody's tagline take care of yourselves and each other i can't remember i felt like it was a newscaster I don't know. Uh, we'll have to Google it. Okay. All oh, right. Bye, y'all. Bye.